Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. So if you look around and it seems things are falling down, take another look. It's just the old ways making a desperate last stand. It's making way for a new world to be born. The story is being written choice by choice. What are you going to choose? Greetings. This is Katherine Taylor, your host for Edge Talk Radio Interviews. And what you just heard are the words of Mama Earth, spoken as part of Gina Satoli's Cabaret of Consciousness an extraordinary musical for extraordinary times that takes you beyond entertainment. Gina Satoli is a dynamic creative force, transformational performing artist, groundbreaking playwright, producer, and composer. Gina elevates, illuminates, and energizes her audiences with passionate optimism, engaging stories, humor, and an astounding voice. Gina's innovative shows are all one of a kind, uniting performance art with holistic healing principles and life-changing concepts. They transport you to exciting new worlds of heart, mind coherence, expanded perception, and unlimited possibilities. Gina has performed for standing ovations and rave reviews from New York's Battery Park and Den Design, Forum of the Museum's Quarter in Vienna, to the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle, and the Beverly Wilshire Screening Facility in Beverly Hills, California, just to name a few. Gina's music has won awards. She has recorded two phenomenal songs with Grammy Award-winning producer Barry Goldsmain. Her music has been used by NASA in films for the environment and on international CDs for world peace. To find out more about Gina, please visit her website, which is www.ginasatoli.com. But today, we're going to hear not only what inspired Gina to launch such an exciting career, but how you're going to get to experience some of these events right here in the Twin Cities. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Gina Satoli. Gina, are you there? I am, Catherine. Well, welcome. Thanks for taking the time to be on our show today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Well, this all sounds so interesting, and I want to get into the events that you're going to be doing, but before we even get there, let's begin at the beginning. How did you launch a career like this? Oh, my gosh. Uh, It started with a near-death experience when I was seven years old. Wow. I came back from this experience, and I started having dreams about singing for world peace. And at the time, I mean, I was a kid, obviously. I had taken dancing lessons. I started out dancing, but I really hadn't sang. I mean, I sang, but, you know, my parents kind of pushed me into it, and I didn't really want to, but I did. But I was more involved with my dancing, but I'd have these dreams about singing for world peace. Well, at seven, eight years old, you know, I didn't know what that meant, but I thought, okay, fine, I'll do this. And so it was always in my focus. I think after I came back from that near-death experience, I, could, I saw the world differently. I saw mm-hmm. through all the, the 
the, the illusion of what was going on and saw that what we were seeing wasn't real. And so it set me off on a path in my teens where I started getting very interested in everything from Wicca to metaphysics and, you know, alternative healing, all that kind of stuff. And I followed that into my 20s, and met, when I met my first husband, he was into a lot of metaphysics. In fact, he read tarot cards. And when we divorced, I ended up with his tarot cards, and that headed me off in a whole other direction because I started doing readings mm-hmm. and uh, learned more and more about the metaphysics. And it was probably about that point I started writing music that I guess would be called metaphysical rock. I wrote with my sister for quite a while, and we did a lot of stuff on magic and, you know, uh, the environment, different things like that. We wrote a Christmas song together that was actually, you know, this was in the 80s, a number one hit song in the in the cities on uh, K, uh, what was it, KWDB, or it was a big rock station in, in Seattle, but uh, a guy got a hold of it, and it went on the air, and it, it you know, was going all over the place because it was that people mm. liked it, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, you know, it, that that took me deeper into my own path, and I think you know I continued that with her through the the 80s to the late 80s into the 90s, and but then you know sisters and challenges and things happened, and she you know, our directions were a little different, and so she moved to another part of the country, and we just kind of you know moved on to something else, and. At that point is when I put together my band, Alchemy 7, which I think a lot of people in this area know, have seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did it, a lot of stuff at Lake Harriet Spiritual Community, you know, in the early 90s, and a mm-hmm. lot of festivals and things like that that were around here. And that the music from there was very successful. Um, we had a lot of success in Europe with it. Um, we, you know, we did a lot of stuff with Alchemy 7. It was a, it was a good band. And... At, at the same time, I worked at Shop of Enlightenment in Stillwater doing readings. And so my, my, my career path had really been infused between the entertainment business because with my first husband, I sang in lounges and bands and everything else my entire life and doing you know, commercial music. And yet I never could get into any of that stuff, including when I did the theater. I just couldn't get into the storylines. I said, I, said, I want to write my own. There's got to be a better mm-hmm. story in some place. And as I learned more about the metaphysics and through my own health challenges, the health, the alternative healing, I also became an herbalist. I became a Reiki practitioner. I worked with a woman by the name of Susan Camp in the Twin mm-hmm. Cities who had, remember her in the early 90s? Yes. Uh, oh, early yeah, I remember her. Yep. Mm-hmm. As I ended up being her assistant. And what happened was, is Alchemy 7 kind of parted ways after about 12 years, and I was working with Susan. And I was really enthralled with the way she taught. And that it, it came from someone by the name of Margaret Ruby. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. was the one that I think originally put the concepts together. And Susan had healed herself with it and became like the Twin Cities person that did this work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was cool about it is when she hired me, she had me singing in the, in the, in the workshops. She had me um, you know, telling stories. She told stories. Um, you know, we did a lot of stuff with screen, um, sacred geometry and music. And mm-hmm. it was very I did one of those workshops back in the day. Did you? Did okay, well, they do undergo exactly. In fact, that's, you know, I mean, that's how you and I met was probably through Tina Johnson. And yes. Tina was involved mm-hmm. with that at yes. that time, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, Susan 
just came to the point that she really didn't want to do it anymore. She wasn't a real public person, and she just didn't really want to do it anymore. And I was really disappointed because I loved it. It, it was like mm-hmm. a combination of what, everything I believed in. And it was at that time we were starting to get information, like from Greg Braden and uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Lipton, and we went to conferences, and all this information on our consciousness and, and what was possible. Mm-hmm. It was what I always knew as a child. And mm-hmm. I was finally finding language that I could use to be able to communicate people because all I knew it through was metaphysics and that was only getting me so far. I couldn't get to the mainstream mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. because I didn't have the language. And when I discovered the language, it was like I thought, how can I take this and put it this into entertainment in a way that I can bring this to the public? Mm-hmm. So this was probably 2004, 2005. And I'd gotten pretty immersed in all of this stuff. And um, what happened was, is when she let go of the school and Alchemy 7 dissolved, I figured out a way how I could, you know, use my own tracks because they had all these minus ones, they called them at the time, that uh, Todd Fitzgerald of Winterland Studios, who was my engineer, kept kept me in the studio till 2 o'clock in the morning most times recording these, what, all this stuff without vocals on it, making copies, so if I ever needed them, I'd have them. And I said, well, what am I ever going to do without my band? And I would never consider that. Well, I started realizing that I had all these, this music, and I started pulling out what I could to start piecing my cabaret together. And then Marshall Davis, who had been my keyboard player in mm-hmm. Alchemy 7, I think you, you probably know Marshall. He's been right from, the, from Lake Harriet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. That's where I met him originally. He mm-hmm. was through Lake Harriet, and he joined Alchemy Seven from there. Oh, and then when mm-hmm. Alchemy Seven dissolved, he and I continued to write together for oh gosh, it was just you know years. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been my music partner for you know since probably the early two thousand. And he didn't really want to perform, so we wrote a, you know he wrote a lot of the music with me for the cabaret. I would say. Uh, there's a few songs by Al- Alchemy 7 in it, but the majority of it is Marshall and I, and then Barry Goldstein, who I'm sure you're familiar with Barry's work, aren't you? He's mm-hmm. a great sound healer. He won a Grammy. He's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And he produced um, It All Comes Down to Love and These Are the Days. In fact, he co-wrote These Are the Days. So I've had various different writers that have come in and you know contributed to the, to the show as mm-hmm. far as the musical end of it is concerned. And so over the years, that evolved from where it was, and I continually, because it started out as an hour show, and then I kept changing it because it had to, I, I built it to be able to evolve with us because I knew when I started it, it probably wasn't time for it. I knew mm-hmm. it was going to take, take a process to get to that point. I also knew a friend of mine, uh, Michelle Dunkirk, who's a great violin player, she came to the first show that I did of it. She came to me. She says, do you do everything in that show? And I says, no. I says, but I will. <laughs> and boy, I tell you, that put me to the task because seriously, for the last, uh, what, 10 years, I think I've been working with this show in different veins, I have had to learn to walk every single mouthpiece. I mean, it's like talk about learning to walk your talk. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. it has put me to task like you cannot believe. <laughs> In fact, I told people, I said, I don't write it, it writes me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It's like, and so from there, 
I kept adding things because my health failed. In fact, you know, after working with Susan, in fact, that's why I've gotten involved with it to begin with, from mercury poisoning and oh, I remember a lot that. of things mm-hmm. that I later found out what that was, a, you know, severe adrenal fatigue and um, anxiety, depression, all these things that I didn't really understand then. Mm-hmm. But through this journey that I went on with the cabaret and, and my other shows too, but the cabaret mostly, because I wrote all this out of, boy, um, some pretty interesting situations because mm-hmm. it was birthed out of the fire. I mean, there's no doubt about it. All, all of the stuff was birthed through my own challenges. And mm-hmm. um, so ultimately with the cabaret in the last few years, it's continued to evolve even greater because through my health completely collapsing on me about four years ago with, uh, I couldn't get out of bed with adrenal burnout and anxiety that was so bad, but I kept it, the cabaret kept me going because mm-hmm. I knew it was something I wanted to help people with and to reach out at a certain time. It was when the timing became right, I guess. So I started working with Joe Dispenza's work about four years ago, and that just took everything completely to another level. The mm-hmm. show, myself, everything. I mean, I've healed myself completely where I have no problems with anxiety, which has been a lifelong problem for me as, as, long, as well as the adrenal stuff. And so I have learned that truly I've said in the show all along that anything is possible. And I have, can honestly say that I know that in all my heart now because I'm mm-hmm. living proof of it. Mm-hmm. And well, I know amazing. that anything is, is possible, and each and every one of us has so much power in us that is absolutely amazing, and we can turn turn this world around in an instant if we just can can pull pull it together and bring ourselves together, unite, you know, come together in coherence, mm-hmm. connect with the earth, and you know, start working together. We can mm-hmm. do amazing things, and that's what the, that's where the show has brought me. Mm-hmm. to this moment because I didn't know I was going to be doing an Earth Day event until about four days ago. <laughs> I got up, actually it's been maybe about five now, because I got up, what was it, last Wednesday morning. We had gone to see Black Panther. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen it yet or not. I have not seen have it you? yet, but I know about it. Okay, it's a good show, and it's it's the message, I guess the final message in the when he's in the UN speaking when he's telling people that, you know, that, you know, the, it, the, we've got all the solutions are right there, and they are. They're in us. And mm-hmm. the technology is there as well if it was just released. And, but what struck me with it is the fact that people are saying all over the place it's time we just do something, but I don't believe that a lot of people know how to do it. I, you know, exactly. You have angry mm-hmm. people because they're so frustrated with the world. They're so running on... Um, in fight or flight on the distress chemicals, and they don't know how to pull themselves out of it. This mm-hmm. is why Dr. Joe's work is so amazing, because he mm-hmm. helps you do that. Mm-hmm. And I felt when I saw that message, it was like I got up the next morning, I said, I, it's time, I have to get my cabaret to the next level. So I booked the, the, the space, I called Kathy to get you know, mm-hmm. edge advertising. I've set the stuff up with you. I've talked to some other places, you know, Natural Awakenings to get some advertising. And it's like, okay, here I am, five days later, <laughs> ready to do this Earth Day event. <laughs> well, so tell us about about that event and how it really um, takes all of this that you've just told us 
and takes it into an entertainment forum. Right. How is that transmitted? How is it transmitted? Boy, that's a good question. It's <laughs> transmitted. It's, it's, it's a one-woman musical. It's like a Broadway musical, but it's just it's a one-woman musical. So it would be like a theatrical musical. It's theater. But it's kind of like a, a workshop, but it's not really. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I have taken the science because I have the whole program is footnoted. Um, there's resources from everything from the life and teaching of the Masters of the Far East to um, Greg Braden's work to Bruce Lipton's work to, um, oh gosh, you know, Deepak Chopra. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so much information. The Dalai Lama, I have quotes from him in the show. And I pulled this all together. I don't really know how I did it. <laughs> it just, I think a lot of it was just, you know, it just came to me. It's because mm -hmm. this is what I do and it's it's in stories it's in song it's in it's humor it's um interactive i mean i'll i'll ask the audience questions i get people involved there's environmental information in there that's very disturbing but there's information that's very encouraging mm -hmm. and there's very little disturbing in it i just set it up a little bit to kind of give a little taste but it's all encouragement it, it takes stories and humor um, music, uh, conversation. Uh, there's and I've added. There's so much information in it, and it's it's inspiring. It's fun. It's entertaining, and I have embedded in it. You know, I I was at one of the conferences for science and human consciousness, and I saw Stephen Helburn speak, mm -hmm. and he talked about rhyme and how when we hear things in rhyme, it it computes to the brain better. And we hmm. absorb the, the the information better. So you'll find throughout the show, I'll all of a sudden start talking in rhyme. Mm -hmm. They're like little little stories in rhyme. Because you, I know that... Tina, can you give us just a snippet of a of an example of what you're talking about with that? You just pull something real yeah. quick. Uh, I will. Just hold on a second. I mean, everybody's probably familiar with the um, uh, the story of the hundredth monkey. Mm-hmm. Well, I've turned it into like a little story that it, it, I'll show you how the rhyme part works with it. I just have to find it here because I usually, I don't have this part memorized. It's always, it's in a storybook that Mama has because some of the stories are in storybooks and Mama mm -hmm. Earth pulls her storybook out and she tells stories. Okay, um, so this is, the, this is how I would do a story with rhyme. And I won't do the whole thing because it, 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 it'll be too kind of long. Um, mm -hmm. It goes, in 1976, a group of scientists from Japan were studying the behavior of monkeys on Madagascar Island. Sweet potatoes were the favorite diet of the monkeys. They would eat them dirt and all. Then one day, to everyone's dismay, a sweet potato was washed by the monkey's intentional paw. Some of the other monkeys started washing their potatoes too. When the hundredth monkey washed their potato, sweet potato washing became the thing to do. And then it goes on to the tells, mm -hmm. tells the whole story. But then it kind of turns it around and, to how I tell you know, how we compare it to that, you know, I heard a conversation that was just, I heard a disturbing conversation and some people were talking about another group of people with a generalized rationalization. They held the belief that with this group, there really no is no reason. They said this group had been like they are for centuries and seasons, irrational, fanatical, diabolical, and evil, wanting to kill anyone that does not agree with their own people. And then I say, this was not unlike the sweet potato eating monkey that ate his potato dirt and all. 
until that day when the sweet potato was washed by the monkey's intentional paw. And then it goes on and it tells about how if the people washed away ideas that were preconceived. Mm, nice, wonderful. Mm-hmm. That and, and woke up and realized that they were notions that we had just sold, been sold and bought. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, then we could go to our highest good, and it just all kind of turns it around about our highest potential and good, and then seeing everyone with lots of love and brotherhood. And mm-hmm. so Wonderful. it's that's how I do this. Is it's mm-hmm. you know I I didn't do the whole thing because it, it's you know it's I don't want to give the whole thing away first. Well, but, exactly, uh, yeah. But, but just you gave the fact it a, that, a taste of it, you a know, taste of it. And I do amazing. Also, the whole show is not in rhyme, but every so often I will go into rhyme specifically because it puts the brain in a in a different pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm very conscious to bring people into coherence throughout the show so that they are able to absorb the information because it's like learning without having to really work very hard at it. Okay, so, and most people today know the power of, you know, mu- healing of, with music. And uh, if you go on my website, I, if you, you go to other on my website, there's links all through the cabaret information to mm-hmm. the benefits of the show. It'll show all the studies from uh, the latest study on your brain on performance art that the, came out here just in September last oh, year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting about what they've learned about, you know, the brain of what it does when you are involved with performance art and live theater. And there's also a lot of information out about the difference of when people hear, there's one study that kids that had seen Macbeth, I think it was Macbeth and the Christmas Carol, hmm. on a, in a movie. They had one study that did them, it saw the movies and one that saw them live. And the ones that saw it live retained the information better. They became more empathetic and more compassionate. So a lot of the stuff, it's, it's fine to do on film and everything, but the live performance has a different frequency, particularly if the people that are performing it have set intention for it to be so. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that everyone receives what they need to receive for their highest good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I do for the show, that they, everyone receive what, what was helpful for them and what will be for their greatest good and for their greatest potential. Mm-hmm. And there's all the information about how this, is different in, in, mm-hmm. in what it what entails. It's entailed a lot to put it together. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, tell us more about the events that are coming to the Twin Cities. Before we run out of time, I want to make sure that people really okay. uh, have a sense of those events so they can begin to okay. move towards them. The, okay, the first one is on Earth Day, April 22nd, at the Carondelet Center in St. Paul. And it's a special Earth Day event with the cabaret. And I'm going to have. Um, tea and conversation with Mama Earth after the show so people can ask questions and Mm -hmm. have some tea and I may have some other little surprises there yet because the show I just created all this I'm not really sure of all this yet (laughs) (laughs) I'm creating it you know as we speak right so so there's going to be something after the show and uh, some conversation and so that's the Earth Day event April 22nd and then my new show The Magic is going to be at the Carondelet Center on May 13th. Um, and it, the information is all in process of being put up on my website, so it should all be up there by the end of the week. And the magic, it's not really the sequel to the cabaret, but it kind of is. The cabaret is the what opens all the information up. The magic is the beginning show in a trilogy that I'm working on because it's, it's the magic, and then there's another show called Songstress that I'm in the process of writing. And these shows are all part of what's called Avatars of the New Earth. 
and mm. it starts taking us into different parts of what we will be experiencing and what we can do for ourselves. And but again, it's done through music, and it it's ultimately will take be concluded with a rock opera. But mm. the magic, which is the first one of this next three, is it's delivered by an Italian witch by the name of Aradia, who was also at Great Avatar, and she comes back through time as my parallel self, so I, she comes through me after I introduce her, and she comes in to bring us the universal truths that we need to help us through the time that we are living in. And this oh, is things okay. like magic and alchemy and immortality, and she, has a, she calls the earth tribes together to come together as one and take our world back. And it's mm-hmm. a pretty powerful show. It's more rock than the cabaret is because it includes a lot of my Alchemy 7 music plus some new things that Marshall and I have written. And um, it's, a very, uh, it's a very cool, very powerful, I mean, they're both powerful shows. They're just powerful in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, I'm excited about bringing the cabaret back in a, with, a new, you know, with a lot of new stuff and excited to be bringing this one forward. So, so this is May 13th, and where is this, and what's the time frame on that? Because I'm out of town for the April 22nd, but the May 13th. Okay, the, the May 13th is going to be on the 13th of May, and I believe it's probably going to start about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It'll be a matinee. That, that's a weekend, you know? It's a sun, I think it's a, let me look on my calendar. I think it's a Sunday. I don't know. I just, I told you, I just booked these. <laughs> um, it's a yes, it's a Sunday. They're both Sundays so far. And then I don't have an exact date, but the first weekend in June there will be another cabaret show and that's gonna be a fundraiser. And I'm partnering with Innovative Teas, I think it's the name of I just gotta make sure I get her name right. Inclusive Tea. T E E the inclusive T shirts. It's all about inclusivity and she's got all organic socially and environmentally and environmental justice themed t-shirts. And she donates all of her profits and regularly works with local nonprofits to raise funds and awareness. And she's awesome. Her name is Lori Meyer, Myron, mm. Lori Myron Manbeck. And she, I'm working with her and we're going to be raising money for three big organizations in the Twin Cities. And that's going to be the first weekend of June and I'll have more information on that as probably on the first part of April. Mm-hmm. Boy, this just so, sounds so innovative. Well, boy, what what a trooper you are to bring all this to Twin Cities and worldwide. I mean, it's not limited to the Twin Cities. You take this all over. Oh no, right? yeah. no, it's it's. I've had it in a lot of places, and my goal, right, my intention at the moment is to probably have it here for a period of time because I've got some. I'm going to be working with these fundraisers. So anybody that wants a fundraiser, I also do them as what's called house theater salons. Mm-hmm. You can have one of these shows in your home, for oh, your community, okay. for your neighborhood. Um, and I also make those fundraisers because I donate a certain amount of my profits back to uh, a nonprofit of the choice of the host or the hostess. Mm-hmm. So that's also includes it all that. And then I am um, in process of bringing it to Sedona and bringing it to the tourism in Sedona, oh, nice. particularly the cabaret. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's my goal for uh, probably winter winter time next year is mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. it down there. And uh, because I feel, you know, with all the t- tourism that comes through there with people that are seeking, that would be a good good thing to have there. Mm-hmm. So, a good audience. 
And I will go anywhere with it that anybody wants me to. I mean, I'm not limited. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, give your website again. We're starting to run out of time, but give your contact information and um, phone numbers are where people can connect with you. Now, one question I do have, do you ever do anything with individuals or is this all performance art and things that really speak to a group? What do you mean to individ- with individuals? Well, I noticed on your website there's still some some uh, avatar readings that you do. So there oh, are yeah, services yeah, yeah. that you I, offer yeah, to individuals, yeah. right? Yes, I do. I work with people one-on-one um, with readings. The information is on my website. And those readings all – actually, I'm developing my own tarot deck, which is going to take a little bit of time, but I'm starting to use the principles that are all involved in the shows. Mm, and in particularly – with because it's the tarot deck is going to be the avatars, the new earth, and it's going to be a lot of my characters will be in the tarot cards, mm. and there will be all the universal truths, and I'm just weaving them all together. So the, mm-hmm. the readings are just a way that I can work with people one-on-one. That, so people can get a hold of you at? Gina, D-I-N-A, Satoli, C-I-T-O-L-I, dot com. And you can reach me at 503-380-7273. And my emails and everything are all on my website. And, and that will also link you to the cabaret because it's, they're all on one pay site right now. Mm-hmm. But they do have their, you can go to a cabaretofconsciousness.com and that'll take you directly to the landing page. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can go to, to, you know, so you have that there. But if you take go to judasatoli.com, it'll take you to all of it. And the 503, isn't that a, uh, is that a Seattle number? It's a Portland number. Portland number. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, but you're located in the Twin Cities now, right? At the moment, right. I, I'm in Portland back and forth a lot because I'm from Seattle originally, and my family is all in Portland. So I do a lot back and forth there. But so I, you're bi-located. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I buy tri located. You know, it's just I just yeah, kind of go wherever. Yeah. You know, but I'm in the Twin Cities a lot. Okay. So, all right. Well, this has been very, very uh, illuminating and inspiring, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to share this. And I wish you all the luck. I'm hoping to make the event on the 13th. I will be out. Of, I'll be actually in California on the 22nd. But, but maybe okay. I'll catch up with you on May 13th. Sounds good. All right, Gina. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Kathy. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Edge Interviews. I'm Catherine Taylor, your host for tonight's show, and I want to thank you for your support, not only of the Edge Talk Radio, but of the Edge Magazine, and invite you to see the Edge Magazine in its digital version by going to www edgemagazine.net. You can also get the total lineup for all of our other shows on the Edge Talk Radio. So until next time, be good to you and to those you love. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.